Episode three of the Sheffield Steelers podcast. You're very welcome. And uh, Aaron Fox joins us first up. First impressions of your first night in charge at this great building? Well, it was good to get a win, obviously. Um, obviously, there was a three, four minute stretch here in the third where, you know, we kind of let it slip away. The, we had an easy game in hand. We could have probably closed that out a little bit easier. Um, but obviously, great fans, great support. Fan zone was awesome um, before the game today. You know, I love seeing all the orange jerseys. I know the fans uh, helped us get off to that good start. And obviously, you know, it was a long two weeks for us, but a lot of positives. Talk us through them today, the positives. I would imagine Tanner getting off to a great start. He's one of them. Yeah, well, I think our power play was, I thought it was five for five, but I think they gave us that uh, the fourth goal right after the power play ended. Um, so I think we finished four for seven on the power play. Obviously, you know, you can see the substance out there. The funny part about Tanner today was, you know, he didn't even practice on a power play this week. We had Army and uh, Deluxe out there, and they had just came off from a really, really long shift. So I threw Ebbs out there on a whim. He gets rewarded, and then we get another PP thrown back out there for a second one. So, um, yeah, he's just one of the, he's a heart and soul player. Like, you know, yeah. he's coaches. You can't go wrong with Tanner Eberle on your hockey team. He'll he'll play whatever role you need. He plays the game the right way. He plays the game hard. Um, he'll finish games for us. Well, he'll he'll be he'll have a big year. I'm sure at the start of the year, when you were thinking it'd be a power play, he wouldn't have been on it. Correct me if I'm wrong, did he score a couple of times on the power play last weekend? Has yeah. he, he given you a little bit of an issue there that you might well, have to... I, I don't think so, just because of the character he is. Um, you know what I mean? That's the reality is, you know, I'm going to need him to fill some other roles and some other players that are power play guys maybe can't. So it, it's very likely that on Saturday next week, you know, Tanner Eberle's probably not on our yeah. power play to start. So, um, but... You know, it, it just kind of kudos to the type of guy he is that, you know, he can have the preseason he's had, maybe not start on the year on the power play and still be one of those guys who's ready to go, excited, and, and a huge team guy. It looked pretty comfortable at 5-1, but then there was that hiccup. Any, anything that you can put your finger on there or nothing well, to worry about? No, you know, momentum is, is funny in hockey. Um, I'm glad we stopped the bleeding when we did. Um, but that first one there, you know, Eric... Milan has a puck at the blue line, and I see him actually try to dump that puck, and it kind of bounces over his stick. They go down the other way and score. Um, the next goal, we, we probably could have got it out, and I'm sure Dupes would like to have that one back. That's a wide-angle shot kind of from the wall, and you know, probably not a great goal. Um, and then the third one was a nice one, obviously, to make it 5-4. Um, you know, we called a timeout, and I just kind of told the guys that I don't care about the result here tonight. I don't care if we win or lose this game, but we got to play the game the right way the last nine, and I think they did that and you know, finished off the with a, maybe a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, giving up three like that. But at the end of the day, you know, the process that we talked about to start camp was we don't really care about our results, these preseason games, as long as guys are playing hard, playing the right way, and we're buying into what we're doing. Preseason is over now. We, we prepare for Nottingham. Does anything change in your build-up next week to what's going on in the last two weeks? No, you know, we'll continue to work hard and practice and push the guys a little bit. There's still some, obviously, some stuff you need to work on because um, we've only had a two-week camp and not everything is, you know, ingrained in their heads yet. But, you know, my metho metho methodology isn't going to change at all in this, and I'm going to give the guys some, some options to be creative and make good decisions, and um, hopefully we're ready to go Saturday. Just a quick word on Martin Sampieri's first game. Obviously, it's tough, isn't it? First, the other guys have played a couple, but your thoughts on, on what he brought tonight? Yeah, I, there were some real positives out there. You know, I think the only negative is is you, you could tell he was wincing a little bit and limping around at times. So, you know, you, you definitely didn't see him at 100%. He's probably playing skating at 60 to 70 and even thinking the game a little bit more. But, you know, you could see when he has time and space, the types of plays he can make. And, uh, you know, I think him and Davies had, had some nice chemistry. And... He'll get better every day. And just finally, uh, your thoughts on the show, on the whole being on that bench there with 7,000 people yeah, in the building. It's... I mean, what a great experience. You know what I mean? You can't ask for a better venue and better fan base and better organization in, in the UK to be to be doing this for. So uh, obviously thankful um, and ready for the weekend. Ready for the weekend. Okay. We thank Absolutely. you for that. Thank you, boys. And uh, then we're going to go for our little walk around now. and Enjoy. Enjoy. I'm joined, of course, by uh, Jonathan and Alex. And, uh, well, we always talked about this being down there, didn't we, and uh, doing one of these podcasts and trying to grab people. So it'll be interesting how the uh, next 40, 50 minutes uh, goes. I guess we'll start off. Alex, uh, your thoughts on the, on the night as a whole? I don't think it's nice to see everybody back in the fly DSA. It's 
it's completely different from the two games at I Sheffield, but game-wise, atmosphere-wise, I thought it was exactly what, what we were wanting. It wasn't quite the packed building that we'd probably hoped for, but you know, it was still loud. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves. And when you win a game, regardless of whether it's pre-season or, or the league itself, then you know, it's, it's good all round for me. Jonathan, what was the overview? You tend to learn more from adversity than you do if things just go entirely your way. If that game had gone from 5-1 to 7-1, we'd have been able to say lots of good things. But just because it's got back to 5-4, I think we can say plenty of other good things about how well we saw the game out. How many chances did they have in the final five minutes? Well, none, really. And that's credit to the timeout that Aaron Fox has just spoken about and how well the team responded. That little bit of adversity... I think the team perhaps needed that because, OK, we've shown we can come from behind. We've also shown we can hold off a comeback. So as you're ticking off all the things that the Steelers team can do, there's another one. We said power play, didn't we, when we were in that room in episode one? We talked about the power play and how good that would be. And, my God, especially first period, we were three for three on the power play first period. Jonathan's got his book out, we like that. <laughs> uh, we were three for four on the first period. period. Um, we were one for two in the second period and that one came just three seconds after yeah. the power play had expired. So that DeLuca goal, well, their defenceman, had, sorry, the player that came out of the box didn't have time to get back into the play. So it was really five scoring against four. Yeah. I think uh, it was that delayed penalty as well, wasn't it? Where we must have had the puck for about 80, 90 seconds before, uh, before the final whistle went. Long period of six on five. And it was interesting how they set up on the penalty kill because it wasn't very um, in your face. You see some teams that will put a big four check on and will challenge you. Watch the highlights and see Tanner Eberle stood at the top of the crease with nobody trying to shift him. I think other teams will take a different approach against the Steelers. You see the shots that come in from the blue line? There's no one in their face trying to get their shins in the way. The Steelers could pretty much do whatever they wanted to on the power play in the first and second period. Second, so into the third, uh, we saw the Steelers try a few different extra things and they went 0 for 3 on the, uh, the power play, including that 5 on 3. Still plenty of good looks. It wasn't a bad power play by any means, but the damage was done early on. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way that Budapest set up. If you're just joining us, the Steelers have been successful tonight here at the Fly DSA Arena in their final exhibition game. A 5-4 victory against Uzbuda as uh, Alex told me it was pronounced earlier. Uh, two goals for Tanner Eberle, single strikes for Anthony DeLuca, Michael Davies, nice finish, and Nikolai Lemchikov. 3-0 um, the Steelers led after one. Uh, they were 5-1 up after two periods. Uh, but then 5-2, 5-3, Our first guest, Tom Stokes, joins us. And uh, you had a big day here at the arena today. How did it all go your end? Yeah, it went really well. I think it was a great first attempt at a fan zone. I think we're getting a lot of positive comments. I'm sure there's uh, things that we can... Uh, improve on but yeah I thought it was a really good experience what did you think Dave? I thought it was lovely yeah. I thought I, I'll tell you what was really good we had all those fans in a close proximity we sold a shed load of 50-50 draw tickets and uh, I think that increased the price uh, the, the price as well um, but I think I think fans just enjoyed it With the, the players needed to be there that was the big thing wasn't it and uh, I think what's it, was the social media output good from there? Yeah very positive uh, yeah. Uh, but I think me and Dom touched on it earlier today that it's that mysteria behind what the event was going to be that yeah. drives people in. And there's a few, a few things that we had to get going, including the axe throwing, but I've got a good video of Dom to go up. Yeah, I've, had to go with, I've had a go at axe throwing today. Yeah, it might, might come in useful. They wanted me for that, but I think they wanted me to stand there while people threw the axes. But <laughs> No, I, to be fair, I, Dave, I, I do want to say thank you to you and Al and Mike for helping out. And I know all the players um, and Aaron, it was fantastic really because it really did make it for us so good 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 and everything okay at the arena nothing to report bad today no everything went well all good all good fans went away with a smile on the face and what a game what Great a game stuff. indeed i'll tell you what we're going to do i'm just going to run down here because i've just seen somebody a second come down here a second bob if we can just grab you on the steelers podcast bob westerdale yeah. from the sheffield star how are the star reporting that game bob uh, I think you've got to see it as a three-game series, this, and if he walks through the door, I'll be going very shortly to see it. And I thought uh, they've perhaps fell apart a little bit in the last ten minutes, but out of three games, that's the only negative. Uh, I think the new players have fitted in really quickly, and I think it's mainly because of the veterans. They've been there before, they've done it before, and I think they'll do it this year. And I can see them top three. Yeah. Who's, who stood out for you tonight, anybody? Um, I like the goaltenders. I know perhaps Duber would want one of those back, but over those three games, I, I, 
and just get a sense of security and stability simply because they've got so many games under their belt and they've, they've done it elsewhere at a good level. And I do like Connolly. Connolly's a right gritty little bugger. And now I must leave you. Ah, he leaves. Uh, John Armstrong comes out of the sponsor's lounge and uh, Bob grabs him. I think we're going to try and get an official because I'd like to know what the misconduct call was. We had a two-minute abusive official penalty and we're used to getting 10 minute misconduct penalties and it was only a two it put the Steelers only abused a, him a little bit onto a five on three so it'd be nice to get some clarification as to why that call was made hopefully we'll be able to uh, well we're stood right outside the uh, you talk for a second while I ask Neil in fact actually Stefan Ogarth is here Stefan come and join us on our podcast come and join us Referee Stefan Ogarth. Um, good job tonight. What, what were your thoughts on that game? Your uh, obviously pre-season. It's pre-season for you guys as well. Yeah, it was good. Like you said, pre-season for us guys as well. So it's a good opportunity to uh, blow off the cobwebs. Same for the teams. You know, it's, uh, it's been a long summer for us guys as well. So uh, it's, it's nice to get out there on the ice and put the off-season training. Uh, you know, to, to good work and, and get, the, get the legs going again. One thing we'd just like a little bit of clarification on, in the third period, there was a two-minute abuse of official penalty. Can you explain why that was two minutes rather than ten, which I think some fans may have been expecting in that situation? Yeah, so since the new rules came in, we, we go to the two-minute um, first. So for, for, for abuse penalties, you, you give the two-minute minor first, and then the, the second infraction would be the ten-minute. And then the third, of course, a game misconduct. So we always, it's our, um, it's, it's, pol- it's league policy to go with the, the two-minute minor first, which, um, which should, it should help deter because, yeah. essentially, it, you know, if, if one guy's, uh, you know, acting like that, and then it's going to hurt the whole, the whole team. So that's that's the idea of why we go to that two first. Okay, where are you next week? Because it all starts for real, doesn't it? Uh, I haven't got my haven't got my allocations for next oh, week. Oh, he hasn't told you yet. <laughs> okay, thank you very thanks, much. Guys, thanks, okay, guys. take care, Stefan Ogarth. There, it's uh, we always thought it'd be good if we could get the officials on here, and I think a couple of them will be free and easy. We've to just speak got to be to. careful that we don't put them on the spot because there well, are no, going to be. I think we should. Well, there are going to be. Think we should. There are going to be times when calls go for us. There'll be times when calls go against us, and. Uh, We've got to respect uh, the job that they do. So it's just nice to get a little bit of clarification yeah. and understand uh, a rule change that maybe not everyone was uh, was up on. You had your phone out. What are the fans saying tonight on uh, the old social media? Well, there's are there's are a, they a happier group? Or? Yeah, a lot happier than probably were at the back end of last season. Well, through all of last season, I just think people are the glad goals are back, I think, more than anything. We, we were very dry on goals, especially to start the season last year. And... But it is different name scoring, and we touched on it in the White House today, David, that it is weird to see players like Eberly on that power play scoring goals when probably none of us had him down to make the final two power play units come the season. I don't know if you heard Aaron, he said, uh, look, he's not down as a, a, a typical power play guy. I don't think he'll be on the uh, power play at the start of next week. But I'll tell you what, if he does go dry, he's, a, he's an option, isn't he? Yeah, and I think every everyone on these forward units scores goals. I, I don't think there's anybody you'd probably turn your head against and say, you know, what's going to come from him? Because everybody has shown that they can contribute one way or another. Um, and last week it was Brennan Connolly's turn. This week, Ebel is back in the goals again as he was last weekend. So I thought Davis as well was a bit more dominant tonight. He, I, I thought he showed some very nice touches. I don't know what your uh, views from upstairs were, John. Yeah, impressive again. A goal uh, and an assist. He uh, actually, let's hold that there, Big John. Oh, Big John. So John Armstrong's just joined us. John, uh, good to get back in this building and get going again. Yeah, amazing preseason game. How many fans did we have tonight? Seven plus, wasn't it? Yeah. Seven, seven and a half. Yeah. yeah, that was that was great to see everybody here. Great to see the fan fest, and it was fun. We put on a good show for most of the game. A couple of slip ups at the end, but it was a good game. Was that just a mental slip, you think, or a little fatigue? They've played for a couple extra weeks. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really. We weren't playing bad. It's just uh, I think once we've got the lead, we've got to kind of tighten things up a little bit more. Okay, any positive? Give us a positive. Give us a John Armstrong positive from tonight that we can all be excited about. The scoring. Yeah. The scoring. We have 20 guys in the team that can score. Um, it's tough. We've got we got three or four lines of guys that want to be on the power play, and you can see everybody's fighting for that spot right now. And we put up what four power play goals, three or four power play yeah. goals tonight. Is that going to be something that Aaron's going to? He's going to have to disappoint three or four, five, six guys, isn't he, in the next week or so? 
Yeah, but it's nothing's permanent. Um, he talked to us about that, and he's going to mix guys in and out. Um, sometimes he's going to try to get guys going and give them an extra shot, like Ebbs tonight. Two great power play goals. He's not normally a power play guy, but um, he just said it should be in one ear and out the other if you're not on the power play because you might be next game. Okay. Just a quick word on your line, how you see it going, how it's gelling. Uh, I got Lamptey. He's amazing at protecting the puck. And then DeLuca, who is a flashy player, he can score. And she showed tonight that he can be a pest too, so I'm, I'm having fun playing with these guys. Okay, Anybody, anything to add or? No, I just think what we, we touched on last week, John, we mentioned um, your backside last week, and that seemed to go down very well with <laughs> we the had, fans. So did, you, did you know we were having a conversation about your backside last week? Did that uh, get, not get mentioned to you by anybody? Mike O'Connor actually mentioned he it to yeah. What we were talking about was protecting the puck and how well you protected the puck. I mean, it was a great example of that in the first period down on the, uh, on the bench side boards. Held it up, held up a couple. Two players came towards you. You shifted it to the empty, empty player and uh, shot on goal came from it. Oh. Ass of the month. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Talk to us about uh, the in, in the room, the, the dressing room. Obviously, I, I went in there the first day, and everybody was getting on really well first day. But obviously, you've had two or three weeks at it now. What, what, what's that room like? It's a very experienced room, isn't it? Really experienced room. A lot of guys that can step up at any night, given night. Um, and Aaron's trying to make sure that we're having fun too. I think winning teams always have fun, and that's something that he's emphasizing early on. Okay, clear off because I know you want to. Good lad. <laughs> he's a good boy, isn't he, John? And uh, we're going to get some extra stats this year from well, the, uh, which is great for people like me who love yeah, these yeah. things. Um, Greek. The Elite League are uh, collecting a little bit more. I think it's going to be available via the Elite League website. A uh, bit of a test tonight. Uh, John Armstrong tonight registered no shots, uh, but Lemchikov had four and DeLuca had three. So if he wants to go and have a word with them about uh, being puck hogs, uh, yeah. he can do because they had the shots. Uh, face-off wise as well, uh, excellent tonight. Saint-Pierre won nine, lost five. He was the Sealers' best in the face-off circle. Connolly was over 50%, Armstrong just a nudge below. Okay, Anthony DeLuca is the next one to walk past. They're all going to... S- Learn very quickly not to walk past us on air. Congratulations on the goal. Thoughts on the night? It was a good night. Obviously, uh, we uh, we showed a lot of character. It's a group that sticks together. We're uh, we're not the biggest group, but I think we're we show a lot of toughness, and that's uh, that's a good thing. Every interview we've done with you, you've mentioned the crowd, the arena. Was it a different feeling this time from your first game when you were here, knowing that it was a brand new team, brand new intro, brand new season? Yeah, um, I'd say um, I'd say the fans always stay the same, right? They're always the uh, best fans in the league, and that uh, that thought won't change. So um, for them just to show up in such a big number for for an exhibition game is obviously a, such such a cool thing for us. And like I say every time, I love these fans, and it just they they pump me up to play even harder for them. So playing in this building is a treat, and we love to be at home. You got involved in a little bit of an off-the-puck tangle at one point, and when the shift ended, you were having quite a few words with some of the players on their bench. Without swearing, can you tell us what you were saying? Yeah, I just think, uh, obviously, being a smaller guy, people think they could push me around, and that won't be the case this year. Um, I could stand my own. Um, there's a lot of guys that could stand their own. Doubts, doubts is one that comes to my mind. Um, when you see such a team want to push you around and you see everyone get on on each other's backs right and and hold each other together so it's uh, it's nice and you you want to stand up for yourself and stand up for your for your boys too so um i think of that incident when they're hitting pav pav down johnny jumps in there uh, aaron johnson i'm not gonna let johnny go in there alone obviously so um army jumps in it's just it's just a really good group and i think uh I don't want to say last year we wouldn't have done that, but we were more we're more on that this year. Okay, talk to us about your line. We've just spoken to Big John, and uh, he was paying you compliments, and obviously Nikolai as well. But how do you see your line working? Um, I know, obviously, Big John from last year. Um, we we tried playing together. We had asked a couple times, and um, just the way things were going, we uh, we couldn't get it. You know, couldn't get the on the same line, but um, really happy. Obviously, Nicky is a really big asset to that line. He's a big body. He creates a lot of room. So, um, as long as we uh, we keep positive, that was definitely an asset of my line last year with uh, Jono and McGrath. We we had stayed positive, so that that was a learning process for me. And learning off of that, I would obviously want to bring that into this year, since 
that was a big part of our success, you know. Okay, good man, good man. We're going to let you go and we're going to bring uh, Jonathan Phillips in. He's trying to walk the other way, but we've uh, grabbed it. We got the podcast. The podcast. Oh, every week now you're going to do this. This is another thought. Hello, Captain, everybody. everybody. Oh, if he gets like, that kind of leadership. It's good, isn't it? It's good, it's good. Right, talk to us. Uh, your thoughts tonight. Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was a good game. We got a bit sloppy and carried away, I think, in the beginning of the third. And they came back with a few goals to make it 5-4. But I think on the whole, I think that's a great end to um, a two-week training camp and um, you know I think the boys have enjoyed it We're, uh, we've got some good chemistry I think you've seen some yeah. some, some good players make some great plays and um, yeah we're, we're excited we're excited by, by what we've uh, what we've achieved so far you've been out there on a line with the Steelers youngsters we saw you out there with Kieran and I'm Cole young. And, I'm, I'm young and Alex of course <laughs> you're yeah. loving now Dubas here don't you yeah <laughs> We saw goal-scoring chances with players driving the net and getting shots away. It really doesn't feel like a, it's not a checking line, it's not a hang-on-in-there line. There's a real goal-scoring threat on that fourth unit at the moment. Oh, yes. I mean, especially with um, I mean, Alex and, and, and Brownie, you know, they've got an eye, eye, eye for goal. And, um, you know, in practice, the moves that they, can, that they pull off and their hands are unbelievable. And they're not um, scared to show it out on the ice either. No, exactly. And I think, I think in the past, I think that's where... That's where the young young guys have, have kind of. That's what we've lost. You know, young guys coming through. They they've they've totally changed the game just to play. Which obviously you've got to do. You you need to be responsible. But I think you still need to keep a bit of what has made them them. And and you know they've got a bit of creativity and, and a bit of flair to them. And you know they, I think they've got to as long as they put putting that in the right way. Um, I think they've got to. So how much do you have to change your game then in comparison to say last year on a line with uh, DeLuca and McGrath compared to the way you're skating now? Uh, I mean, well, I've been playing centre, you know, um, for the last two weeks. So obviously a lot, um, you know, it's a total different different ball game. There's a lot of thinking for me to do because it's not, it's not um, it hasn't been second nature, but it's something I've, I've really enjoyed. And I've just tried making sure that, you know, defensively responsible and, and you know, letting them kind of, trying to back them up as much as I can in, for, for support. So, but they've done a, a fantastic job so far. Okay, we're going to let you go. We're going to bring uh, Marco Valerand in. Laval. Laval. Oh, oh, John goes. Firstly, congratulations. Another season captain again. Thank you. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, is there a different feel this year going in? The same leadership role you've got now, obviously, compared to the... Yeah, I think years. so. I mean, from, from the first day of training camp, you could, you could sense in the room, you're talking to the new guys and, and that. There was a... There was just that experience there, and and I think that's so important. Um, you've got to know how to how to win games and and and, and what you need to do. Um, and you know, I, I think I think that's that's one area where we were la- uh, lacking last year. You know, we had some good players and some skilled guys, but it was it was it was just that experience that we really needed in in key situations and those go-to guys. And you know, we've got so many in you know one here in Valley. Okay, top job. Top job. Thank you. That's my line. Top job. Top job. Marco Valoran joins us. Marco, uh, I bet you were itching to get out there tonight, but, uh, but but not to be. Firstly, let's have a little bit of an injury update. So, the body healing okay? Yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of like not aggrava- aggravating it, you know. So, uh, it was a friendly match. There's no point for me to go out there and just making it worse. And, uh, you know, it was a coach decision with the docs and, uh, and me in the end. So, I think it's the right decision. Are you a good watcher of the game, or do you get all anxious and nervous? Oh, I hate it. I absolutely yeah. hate it. You know, you just want to get out there. I just want to actually go on the ice or just have a workout in. You know, I feel like I'm I'm not doing anything right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough for me to watch. Watching from the stands, we got a great view of the power play that was so effective tonight. What did you see from the team that resulted in all those goals? There's just a puck movement, you know, like uh, Jono just said, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of experience and guys are making the right decisions at the right time. Puck's moving well, guys are like, they're on the same page and uh, it looks really good from, from up there. Aaron's going to have a few problems, isn't he, in putting, when he starts next week, you know, he's two power play units out there. There's a lot of guys knocking on the door, like Tanner Eberle came and knocked on the door. He kicked the door down today, didn't he? Exactly. It's going gonna, it's, it's to be tough for, for the coach to make some decision at this point because, uh, like I said, everybody's clicking. The, the chemistry's there, so it's tough to, to move out a guy when every, everything's clicking, right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough decisions, but uh, at the same time, it's, it's a good problem, right, because the coach has, has so many options. 
everybody else who we've spoken to tonight has touched on your chemistry, how that locker room is. I think we saw on Thursday again at the shirt lunch your relationship with DeLuca and Everly. Is that something that's key this year? Just that camaraderie, that almost palliness that you are friends off the ice as well as teammates on it as well? Absolutely. You talk about chemistry with, uh, with DeLuca and, and Ebbs. Um, there's so much more that you guys don't see in the locker room, right? Like it, it's, just, it's just not those two guys that I have a good connection with. But uh, obviously, like we, we uh, Ebbs is my roommate, and uh, the Lukes we know each other a bit from home, so uh, obviously we're bonding more. But uh, yeah, that chemistry. I mean, uh, I've rarely seen so many guys get along together so quick, and uh, it's looking really good in the locker room. And there's so many characters as well, isn't there? You say what fans don't see. I came down to practice earlier this week and Lemmy was joking around. He was almost playing the, the class clown sort of thing and fans wouldn't necessarily expect that from him. But, I mean, with the experience Lemmy's got to come in to a brand new dressing room in a country that he's never played in before, it sort of shows the kind of characters that, that you do have with you. Well, exactly. We have so many guys that, that brings us so much to the table. And, uh, yeah, everybody's having fun right now. So, like, it's always a good sign. You know, you always out. If, if you have a team that has fun, you usually have a lot of success. Okay, well, we wish you well. Get well. We want to see too. you against them Panthers. On, Absolutely. You know too. that rivalry, yeah. don't you? You know. I was here two it, years ago. So, yeah, yeah you I, know I, that I've rivalry. Heard it, I've heard it. I've seen it. So, yeah, I can't wait to jump on the ice again. Okay, we can't wait to see you. Marco, thank, thank you. you very much indeed. Thanks. BBC Radio Sheffield, your sports leader. Pete Spencer joins us. What a Radio Sheffield running tonight on that one, Pete. Do I get my own sports single? That's brilliant. That, that, that was the one I was <laughs> when I was on. That's what it was. Um, I think that was a really impressive performance from the Sheffield Sealers. Um, and I was speaking to, to Jonathan earlier, um, and he was saying you actually learn more about the team when things don't necessarily go well. So Aaron would have l- learned a heck of a lot from you know, conceding those three goals in the third, bang, 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 92 seconds or whatever it was. And actually, you'll probably learn more from that than you will do if you'd won 7-1. Seven, seven, um, but I think we learned tonight that Tanner Eberle is going to give him a bit of a headache on that power play. You know, a player that you probably wouldn't have considered that we've we're given him we're, that. We're, the three of us have all said the same thing. Actually, he goes home tonight with a headache, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And who would have thought, you know, when obviously you lose a Matthew Warr a few years ago, you think, great net from presence, brilliant on the power play. Who would have thought Tanner Everly would have come in to partially fill that void anyway? It took him a while. I forget how long it took him last year but he, to get off the mark, uh, Ebbs. But he... Uh, and it was I the Panthers game, wasn't it? And it was a shocking error, wasn't it? And he, almost like an empty net for him to get that first one. He and did, then he, he did then the he... monkey off the back celebration yeah. as well. He finished the, we're looking at the stats during the broadcast tonight. He's finished the season with... Uh, 13 goals, one every five games. He's on four out of three now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts looking ahead to the... Actually, no, your thoughts on Aaron. You've interviewed him half a dozen times or more now. What, what, what's, your, what's your Fox report, if you like? I like him. I think he's a very honest coach, very detailed coach as well. That kind of struck me when we were talking throughout the pre-season that he's done his homework to the nth degree on every one of these guys. And it's not just that he sat there and he's watched 10 hours of film. You know, he's, he, he's got the technology and the analytics where... He'll get it where he can, for example, he was telling me that he can, listen, he can watch all of Duba's uh, touches throughout a game in about two minutes because the technology he's got, the system he's got, he just gets it bang, 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 and that's all the touches there. And it, it's, it's red hot, the analytics. Um, and I know you've already mentioned the behind-the-scenes team that he's got. I mean, it's fantastic what he, what he has got. But very detailed, very thoughtful. Um, you know, there was some concern from some parts of the fan base that maybe, you know, he'd only been a GM before. Well, you know, he's recruited a heck of a squad. And now we're into the nuts and bolts of the season where we're seeing what he can do on the ice as a head coach. And I think everyone is going home tonight pretty pleased with what they're seeing. OK, Pete, thank you very much. We'll uh, carry on. I don't know if we want to, as this is the first time we've done this, whether we we go through 23 players, probably best that we leave them now and... Uh, we've got another 30-odd games to get exactly, through. Exactly, we'll, uh, yeah. Get through we're getting a bit excited. Done. How many seasons is this for you, Lee Younger, the uh, linesman? How many seasons is this for you, old man? You've, you've done a fair few now, haven't you? 26th. Didn't you retire twice? <laughs> Once. Once. Once, when I shouldn't have done. Do you still get, do you still get excited coming into a new season as an official? Like, we all get excited for the players and stuff. Do you guys get excited as well? Yeah, of course we do. I mean, you know, we've always put a lot of, lot of training in during the summer and it's quite a big sacrifice, especially when you've got children and full-time work and... 
you know, but it's yeah, it's a relief to get out there once the season starts and leave the children and the wife. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, yeah, we we look forward to the season starting, and you know, now there's teams that have got pre seasons happening, you know, earlier and earlier now in August, you know, and so the the season's starting a lot lot sooner for us um, but yeah it's nice to get out there there's new faces so you know it's a bit of nerves as well you know meeting new players you know new teams and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's good we enjoy it how's your Hungarian what was communication like there out on, on out on the ice uh, my Hungarian's pretty poor um, but most of them spoke English so it was all right they weren't too bad I was mightily relieved actually most of the penalties of the I looked down number 42 and you go oh it's a Canadian name thank God for that yeah but uh, hey listen your drive is uh, ready to take you home or are you driving who's driving no no oh, Steph's driving Steph's driving, driving today oh, you got the Oh, you get the expense claim, that's good. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> expense a mile. The last two. Okay, <laughs> expense a mile. Uh, take care, boys, take care. He's been around forever. I can remember Lee Young as a, as a linesman back in, like, I think almost, like, it feels like the Wembley days, but I, well, I, I, I remember, can't be that far. I remember applauding him for his final game at the playoff final yes. weekend a few years ago, and then first game of next season. He's back again. Lee Young. Hang on. Have we another, another Lee Young? <laughs> right. Um, let's look ahead. Uh, we've got a massive week ahead, haven't we? Because the Nottingham Panthers are in town uh, next Saturday. And, and I guess it all really then starts for real and we can, we can put pre-season behind us. What do you reckon Foxy's views on this team are going to be and, and where, where he's going to take it? Is he going to keep the lines the same? Do you, do you see it all being very settled or do you think he'll actually use these Challenge Cup games to do more of the same and almost as an extended pre-season? Well, there's only a couple of Challenge Cup games before the league games begin, so I think he's going to have to make some uh, decisions based off the two games that we get next weekend. I don't think there's much doubt that Valoran's going to go straight back with Connolly. I would be fairly certain that Dowd will be the other one on that pairing, but of course that's going to have a knock-on effect further down. And you heard De Luca saying he wants to play with Armstrong. That looks a really good combination with yeah. Lemchikov tonight. Yeah. They looked a really good three. But there's going to be someone that's probably going to have to miss out from that line uh, because there's, there's so much talent elsewhere. It's such a good problem to have. Netminding-wise, the mistake from Duba tonight, it, it doesn't look great. We've had a couple of replays of it. Um, but it feels like the saves that Cantor made, particularly earlier in the game, have perhaps just given him the edge. Maybe Duba was slightly better last weekend. I think Cantor gets the, uh, gets the nod tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but again, whichever netminder gets whichever game, I don't think the fans are going to mind too much because they've both shown us over the course of three half games each uh, exactly what they can do and there's, uh, there's lots to like. That was the Budapest owner. Invited us all over, says, you must come, you must come, you must come. Ah, you're OK. Um, Aaron uh, said to me when we did the interview at the Fanzone that he was going to split it next weekend, one game each. Jonathan's just indicated he thinks Cantor will start here next Saturday. Uh, do you see that? Do you see Cantor here? Yeah, Duba? I think I agreed last week, didn't I? Yeah. That Cantor would be Saturday, Duba Sunday. Yeah. I, I just think the whole, the greater experience of Duba on the Sunday, you know, it's a difficult place to play Nottingham, as most, as, as any rink is. But I just think it adds a different dimension to the back end, having that steadiness in Duba. But you know, it might surprise us all and go the, the other way around. But. Yeah. We're in the Flydale Say Arena, we're in the players' corridor. It's a bigger corridor now than it used to be because the dressing rooms have expanded and uh, it's, a, it's a proper pro setup. I think we've touched on that in the other interviews as well. Um, and I think we've got exactly the access that we thought we were going to get on, on these podcasts. We're not been flogging me tickets today. The amount of people have said, great podcast, can't wait for tonight. And uh, I think it's something, and I think tonight we have taken people behind the scenes a little bit what the media are going to say, not just what the coaches are going to say and the players as well. And I think we'll look back on, on today as a, as, as a good day for the club. Definitely. I, th I think these things also give us the opportunity to, to maybe dispel ideas of people that obviously they, they, they don't know the facts of anything. Um, Hold on. Oh, phone you call. See, this is the thing that happens when you... Right, yeah. Well, Hold on, let's bring Andy in. Andy Akers, come here a second, Andy. 
Anything interesting happened tonight? Have we got an Andy Acre story from tonight? Everybody all right? No, everybody's all good. Yeah, all the nice equipment's easy. okay. Nobody broke a stake. Well, we John, no, Armstrong, no, John Armstrong no. had one snapped off a face off, didn't he? Stick, stick this evening. That was uh, that was about it. Nothing. Okay, all good. What, yeah, just got to get everything turned around for ten o'clock in the morning. Ex what's why ten o'clock tomorrow? Well, we've got practice at ten thirty. Have you? Yeah. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. A bank holiday Sunday. And he brings them in. And he brings them in. God, you'd have thought he'd have known. Just, uh, you've been in 28, 29 of these dressing rooms. What's this dressing room like? What's this group of boys like? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. A lot better than last year at the start. So, yeah. it's, you know, they, you just, one's, one's, one's a little bit different to the other one, but nothing's bad, so okay. we're all good. Did you see the poll on the internet where who would you like to interview the most for our first feature interview? You won the poll. So oh. we're going to get all your stories together because we're going to sit down with you for a couple of hours very shortly and do the Andy Acajur. So uh, you can trot off now and get ready for 10 o'clock in the Thank morning. But the big one's coming. Alex has got breaking news. He's, no, he's not breaking news. Oh, he's, he? he's just going back to what You ran off on the telephone. Yeah, Think, I, thought, I thought something interesting no. was happening. No. Um, but... Me and Jonathan were on about it earlier. Obviously, tonight was the first time we got the new video out, the new intro video, which Dave has done a cracking job on. Um, and we do listen to fan feedback, and we try and improve on things. But um, the idea behind this now is we have set times to go off everything. So, David, yourself, Apple you know, time. Yeah, we go off Apple time for everything. So, David and his crew upstairs in the White House know what's happening. Myself backstage down in the players' tunnel, I know what's happening. Jonathan on his webcast, he knows what's happening. Um, but I think the, the key thing that we wanted to get out as a message, we've read some of the comments and most of it is very positive. Um, but the one thing me and Jonathan were going to touch on was the, the actual intro is from the players' countdown. That is the intro video. The initial siren and the steelworks it's images. To call into arms. Yeah, it is to. <clears throat> so fans know that now's the time to be making the way to the seats. So when near the siren, they know it's best to. And actually, to the make Hungarians the way screwed it up a bit. They came out a bit early, didn't they? Yeah, Arter, we were, don't we go were, anywhere. We You're coming on live. It'd go better um, time-wise, but it's pre-season for the players. It's pre-season for us. Hopefully, come Saturday, everything will go smoothly. Carter joins us. What was your first experience at the arena behind the Steelers bench? It was a, a good one, I hope. Yeah, it was uh, super loud. Um, I think it really pushed the players. Like Everyone is looking to get the crowd pumped up in the first you know, 10 minutes. Or Everyone wanted to make that big hit, make the right play, and uh, I think it helped our team for sure. You couldn't have got off to a better start, could you, really? No, not not at all. 3-0 in the preseason isn't bad. Uh, you know, This is a good league, too, um, that these guys play in the Slovakian league. So, um, yeah, you know, these guys have played some good teams, too. I think Matt, Mats Budapest played, like, five games or something already so I think they played a KHL team as yeah, well a yeah. couple in the e yeah they played uh, Vienna and VLOC when we those are the games we watched to prepare for it and uh, you know, those are close games uh, Vienna won 3-1 and uh, I believe VLOC won 5-4 so you know it's uh yeah you know and we, it was a 5-1 game at one point we uh, had a little bit of a downfall in the third but uh for a bit some bad bounces and stuff but uh all in all you, you're pretty happy with the preseason how much of those budapest games did you show to the team tonight and how will that compare to how much you show them of nottingham's preseason games ready for next week uh not a lot we we didn't we we went for coaches we went through all of it almost but uh for what we showed the team it was minimal we uh, wanted to focus more on our game more in our systems, worry about ourselves first and uh, just give them an idea of what these guys are doing. But for Nottingham, we're going to play them numerous times throughout the year, so we're going to prepare more for that, those games for sure. Okay, thanks very much. Jonathan, you and I are going to walk down here a little bit because... Uh yeah, I just want to touch again on the uh, the intro uh, just briefly. Because um, when the lights go off and Dead Mouse played last year, that was the sign that the intro is getting ready to happen. It's the same thing now with the lights out and the Steelworks video. That's just a sign getting your seats. We know at that point on the broadcast, we've got about a minute, minute and a half to get through the team sheets and everything we need to before we have to go to the 5 4 3 2 1 countdown. Oh, Michael Davies makes a break for it and he leaves yeah. poor old uh, Martin St Pierre here. Martin, welcome Steelers podcast post game uh, every game this year. Your mm. thoughts of it, well, it was your first game of the year to get the rust going and yeah. uh, how did you see it? It was good. I mean, uh, we'll get the ice better. <laughs> so yeah, we're, yeah. we're not skating quicksand, but 
uh, so far so good. It was a good uh, improvement from the first three games as a team. And uh, like you said, get the, get the rust off. And now we get to, to relax for tomorrow and we get another week of practice and get ready for the, for the real games now. Yeah, you've, you've played in some fabulous leagues, fabulous buildings. How does this compare as an atmosphere in, in a pre-season game to yeah. where you've been? It's pretty intimidating. I mean, especially for us, there's a lot of orange, white and black. I mean, that's obviously the team colours and, um, you know, they're very loud, so it's good. And uh, hopefully we can use, uh, you know, we call it the sixth man, yeah. um, you know, for yeah. us and um, get the momentum. And obviously we're going to have some, some bad luck and some good luck. And obviously it seems that the fans are, are behind us 100%, so that's, that's important. Just looking at the uh, new numbers that are available to us this year, your face-off numbers tonight, the best of anyone on any roster. How big a part are our face-offs of your game? Extremely big. Um, I'm not the biggest guy on the ice, and um, I'm not a big penalty kill guy, so I think my forte is obviously the power play in five-on-five, and uh, puck possession is, is huge in, in today's game. So uh, whether it's defensive zone or offensive zone, and obviously offensive zone, we love to run some plays, but um, you know everybody wants the puck. So if, uh, if my line's on the ice, we want the puck. So what better way, you know, it's a 50-50 chance to as far as face-offs, and hopefully I can get, you know, usually I'm around 60%, so I take uh, a lot of pride in, in practice a lot and uh, watch video on some guys to, to break it down. Okay, power play was on fire tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a lot of skilled guys. Um, and we barely had a chance to practice it, so it just shows to, we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of weapons, a lot of options, yeah. two solid units, um, and especially in this league, I guess the we will both teams have a lot of power plays. So I mean, uh, special teams will be very important if we can score, you know, two three goals a game. It's not going to happen every game, but uh, we'll definitely take it. Who is driving tonight, Brocklehurst or was it Davis or is Brockle, it you? Yeah, we're, oh, okay. We're, well, your 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 ride is awaiting yeah. you. Thanks. Sorry to sorry to drag you back. Yeah, thanks. Greg, and uh, I think we were all excited to see Martin St. Pierre play tonight, weren't we? We were uh, obviously it's his first game. He's not a hundred percent, as Aaron said. He was probably sixty percent skating. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him when he gets going in a few weeks' time. Yeah, and I think when we announced the signing of Martin <coughs> in the summer, it was the signing that shocked every other fan base and opened the eyes of our fan base to the caliber of player that we were actually acquiring this year um, and i think the first time i properly met martin was the friday of practice before the poprag game but it wasn't just a, a meet and greet and he was off to training it was a meet and greet he was in my car and he was my first patient yeah. i was taking to the hospital to the hospital so you know it's, you can sit with him for hours and hear so many stories and all the players we've spoken to tonight, Valley touched on it as well, the, the, the amount of experience in this locker room, but somebody like Martin is, we'd probably look at as being one of the pedigree players that, that most of the players are looking up to and thinking, you know, wow, what a career he's had. And if, if, if we can thrive off the kind of player that he is, then, then everybody's going to benefit, really. But I was... Yeah, I was really excited just to just to see him get going because you see him in training and I thought DeLuca's shot was probably the best shot we had on the team, the release and the impact it had. But having seen Martin in training, like I think he runs in a, a very, very, very close first for that. But you're looking in your book, Jonathan. Give us some stats to end this uh, episode three. Give us some, give us some geeky stuff. Saint Pierre was out on a line with uh, Eric Melland and Michael Davis, and Davis scored a power play goal. The rest of that line did not register a shot throughout the game. Just the one shot on the power play. The only shot that line had tonight. I like those new stats. I, I like do as well. Yeah. Had, uh, there's a lot of new things being collected as well. I think we're going to try and draw a few of them onto the <coughs> onto the webcast as things go on as well. It's They'll all be available, I think, through the Elite League website, so uh, it should be something that fans can enjoy throughout the year. Our last interview tonight, Aaron Brocklehurst joins us. Uh, as he's I thought you were the driver. I am. You are the driver. Yeah, Martin just said you were the driver, so basically they can all wait. Um, your thoughts on, uh, on, a, on a great night here? Yeah, it was great. It's always nice to come back into your for-sure barn <laughs> yeah. and play in front of the fans, and we had a great turnout. Uh, you know, there was ups and downs in the games, and we'll look at the positives and the negatives and kind of build off that. How do you see the Sheffield Steelers' defence, this six, seven-man uh, court? Yeah, so, sorry. sorry? It's OK, James, you can come in. You'll be wanting to plug your tennis in a minute. James Bateau joins us. We're just talking about the decor as a whole, how, yeah. how you guys see it. You're both experienced men. How do you see it? I think it's just trying to get chemistry. <laughs> Obviously, you go through training camp and you're playing with different guys, and uh, you're just trying to, you know, fill into the system and... 
uh, see kind of how you fit. Um, yeah, and then just try and work off that. We were talking about the power play as well. Aaron Fox has got a few uh, headaches, hasn't he? He's got a lot of people after those, if you like, uh, 10 spaces. Yeah, I think it just breeds competition. Obviously, he touched on it too. It's just, you know, everyone's going to kind of get a chance. And uh, the nice thing is we have a skilled team and a team that wants to work. The power play balance at the moment has two defencemen and three forwards. We've seen teams go with four and one or not and five previously. What is it in the power play that you specifically are going to bring? Personally, yeah. I think just patience and just move it from up top down to the skillful guys. I, I like to shoot, but I'm you know, uh, more of a kind of a disher and let this guy shoot the puck. Your thoughts on the power play and, and how you see your role, James, in, uh, in the power play when it gets going? I thought it was really good tonight, obviously, with five power play goals. Um, I guess my role would be more of a shooter in the slot when it comes to me and yeah. just kind of help out, support uh, when I can and retrieve pucks. And what about your thoughts on the defensive unit, the six, six okay, we griffed the seven, the, the, but the six main players, how, how you see it going? You, do you see a good balance there? Because we see a good balance, yeah. what we've spoke about. Yeah, I think we're solid. Yeah. I think uh, we got <laughs> six good players, they can all play and uh, we can just roll lines and yeah, I think we're going to be good. Okay, good. We'll let you two guys go. You're driving. Yeah, thanks a lot. Guys. Okay, Have enjoy. Don't forget Nottingham next week. Have you heard about this Nottingham rivalry? Have you? No. You haven't heard about it? No. Oh, my God. Don't worry. We'll be I've telling you. heard a little bit about you've heard, it. What yeah. have you heard? What have you heard? I've heard it's pretty intense. Some fans stopped me at the, uh, the shirt signing and said, uh, be ready. So. It's not pretty intense. It's very intense. Okay. We yeah. don't like them. Yeah, looking okay. forward to it. Good, good. Thanks very much, James. Yeah, We're going to do a whole episode with James and his brilliant tennis game, by the way. He's, uh, Should let yeah, you know. Hold on a second. James is offering us a cut if we can sell too many of his games, so it's all good. <laughs> well, I am the worst tennis player that I know. Oh, right. The last time I played, I lost 6-love, six 6-1, six and that one game I won featured three double faults from my opponent. That's how good they were. And I still lost 6-love, six 6-1, six so I need a bit of practice. OK. Right, Alex, before we finish, let's, uh, let's just uh, sum up the whole night. A, a very good night. We've got some work to go and finish off now. But uh, as we look forward to the, uh, the weekend ahead, home and away against Nottingham, it'll be, that'll probably be our first test to find out where we are. We, we like to think we know where we are, but, but once Tim Wallace brings his team in there, that's where we'll get a much better read. Nottingham have won tonight, Belfast have won tonight, Glasgow have won tonight, Fife have won tonight. The elite league is looking really strong. Continental teams keep coming across to the UK and they keep losing. So these days of looking at the elite league and thinking, wow, we're not quite as good as the Danish league or the Slovakian league. Well, maybe we are and maybe we're pushing above them. What we don't know is how we stack up amongst our own league yet. We know we can beat teams from the, uh, the middle of the Slovak extra league. We'll find out about the elite league teams next week. Well, my final, my final thoughts are just take this first weekend, you know, not necessarily with a pinch of salt, but don't, don't go overboard. I think there is so many games to play this season and with, when Jonathan touched there on how good this league is becoming, that teams will beat every other team. There isn't that, for me, this season, they won't be that... <laughs> Milton Keynes of last year, the Edinburgh of the years before, who just you know, prop up the league at the bottom. It will be you know, a full, fast-paced 10-team league this year. And I, I don't personally think we can ask as a league development-wise for anything, anything better, but you know, obviously two wins will go down. When's the last time we won three, three in a row? <laughs> <laughs> it was a while, wasn't it? It was a while. How did Dundee do tonight? Because I spoke to Omar Pasha just before the start of the game. Do you know? I, I don't know. They were playing no dense. We've not through. Yeah, the Danish it, It's not come through on flash scores and we've struck, I'm not getting the Twitter signal down here so I'm not yeah. able to pick up how, how they've got on. Um, the final word for me is power play. Eight power play goals across three games. Fantastic to have what looks to be a, a reliable power play unit that can score in so many different ways but... Five-on-five five is where the league gets won and lost. The best five-on-five five team is normally the one that gets it done. I've just thought of another little subject, just to finish off. I know why they're practising Sunday now, because I, w- I was surprised they were practising Sunday, but they're practising Sunday because on Monday, for the very first time, all the coaches of all the teams meet the guys from DOPS who are flying in from Austria on uh, Bank Holiday Monday in Birmingham. 
the hub of British ice hockey, Birmingham. Uh, all the best people come from there. Um, but that's something that actually, the surprising thing there is that it's the first time that it's ever happened. But it's a good thing, isn't it, that the coaches, especially the new ones like Aaron, A, they meet all the other coaches, but B, they also meet the guys from Dops because we can all pull our hair out at different times with them. We all need to understand that new Dops is not like old Dops. So when we're looking for a precedent for a three-game suspension or a one-game suspension or no suspension at all, don't compare it to what happened three, four years ago because that was a different system which we all agreed wasn't very good and needed changing. So look at the decisions based on this year to last year with the same system in place. That's where you'll see the consistency. Don't go too far into the past and say, oh, hang on, this player from 2014 only got this suspension because that was a system that needed changing. What we're looking for now is for standards to be set that we can hopefully be in place for several years into the future. Other good thing is that Aaron actually knows the guys, of course, from his time in the Ebel that... Uh, you know, that's not, not going to help the Sheffield run Dops argument, is it? It's never going to run. But, he, but it's a good thing that there's a communication, there's a, there's a contact point that he knows them and he, he has a... I think any relationship you can have with people in authority is a good one if, if it works for you. Yeah, I think it'll just be good to have that, that way of communication that coaches will understand and I think if the coaches understand their players will understand it doesn't matter whether um, David Sims sat at the block, block the back of block 218 you know, agrees with it as long as it's these guys around the table that know that this is the precedent and if you cross this line you will have this in force and I think where we've said we don't compare it to three four years ago don't compare it to other leagues as well other league seasons run longer so the bands Re uh, reflect how long their seasons are. Our league's shorter, so it will be completely different. And you know, they see all the footage they need to see. It's we probably see two replays, and we cast cast our decision on it. But you know, they're in those jobs for a reason. Let them get on with it, and happy days. One final point. I want to go back to the game because oh, there was a moment. He's got his there was out. a moment that happened when the game was still nil nil. Um, Thomas Klemper had a shot, it hit the post and mm -hmm. came back out. We don't think it did. We think it hit the back bar underneath the crossbar. VAR, we think it VAR. Went, well, when goal and technology is back in place, ready for, for next week, we think that'll be given as a goal. The, we've had a couple of looks, the main camera and one replay camera. You'll see it on the highlights. It looks like it goes in and comes it back out. Odd, well, it was an odd noise as well. It wasn't the usual mm. ping of the post. It was a duller sound. And then I think it kind of surprised Cantor as to where the mm. put was because he wasn't sure that it was a, a genuine post. Never a good yeah. thing when your goalie doesn't know where it is. <laughs> he just looks as he, yeah. his slow look behind was yeah. like, oh, it's gone past me. Has that gone in? Because it didn't sound like a post. The angle that it goes in at it doesn't hit the post, it must be the crossbar. But if it's hitting the crossbar, there's no way it can come straight back towards the shooter. We may have got away with one there. We may. Well, guys, we're the only three left here in the building. It's all gone very quiet. Um, thank you. And we'll, uh, next Saturdays will be a good one, won't it? After the Nottingham game. One we hope one. it'll be a good one. Yeah, it'll we'll, we'll be a good podcast. Be a good podcast. Guys, thank you. You've been listening to the Sheffield Steelers podcast, episode three. And you've been very welcome.